Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Resilience Is My Beauty. We're yours truly, Tawanta J. How are you doing, my beautiful sisters and my brothers? You know what? I'm just going to start saying what's going on in my family. How about that? I love that. I'm going to start saying what's going on in my family. But you know what's up. Come on in the room. Come on, come on, and drop your bags, drop your purse, get comfortable, grab you something to drink. Go ahead and have a sit down in our room, prop your feet up, take a deep breath in. And exhale slow. What's up? (laughs) What's going on? You're surprised to hear me, huh? Well, you know what? Um, When I came on here uh, yesterday, you know, after I um, talked to you guys for a minute, you know, I went on through the course of my day and evening. And, um, you know, I was, you know, listening... um, to other people and whatnot. I was um, being motivated and encouraged by, um, you know, um, some of the pastors that I listen to on a regular or what have you. And even just some people that are just great um, encouragers, great mentors or whatever. And, you know, and also just, you know, dealing with what I'm experiencing on my end in terms of my daughter, you know, the school and all of these things. And, you know, you know, um, people are really, really afraid out there. And so, you know, um, I was talking about protecting, protect yourself. And I said, you know, what? Well, why not I come back on here and, you know, come on as often as I need to come on here to really, you know, um, to encourage um, and to remind you all about staying focused because you know no matter what no matter where you are you're going to hear the news you know you're going to hear some news about coronavirus you're going to hear all kinds of stuff no no matter where you turn around you're going to hear something negative about the virus and what it has done what it has caused and all these other things and you know the enemy is taking full advantage of this man you know through social media through um, the news, and even through conversations with people in general. And it is causing a panic. <laughs> it really, really is in a lot of people's lives. Um, and so, you know, I'm like, you know what? The best way to shut the enemy down is to come on and be an encouragement and be, in a, be that light and hope for people. Um, and that's what I, you know, decided that I was just going to come on here and and come on every night as often as I need to, to just be that that beacon of hope, be that light, be that encouragement for you all. Um, so of course we talked about yesterday, you know, protect yourself. So that's basically like the umbrella here, and underneath that umbrella, I'm gonna be discussing about worrying. You know, why worry? You know, because yes, there are so many people out here are worrying about you know, what's going to happen within the next, you know, uh, next few days or the next, uh, couple of weeks or the next months from now, because if you have not already, uh, experienced it or have heard or, or noticed already in your neck of the woods that they have been, you know, doing a lot of cancellations, you know, whether it's, um, uh, whether it's at a job, whether it's at a, uh, a venue, whether it's at an event or whatever, um, you know, a lot of, um, you know, a lot of uh, cities or 
neighborhoods or whatever you want to call it, they are canceling. And as a matter of fact, last night, my daughter, you know, my youngest daughter, she had informed me that they were um, considering to or thinking about, you know, closing the schools in which I was like, really? I mean, because they have already decided to, um, you know, shut down some of the community colleges here and some of the uh, universities within, the, you know, the state of Michigan and all of that. And of course, the students can, you know, continue to take their classes online. Um, and so, of course, it was uh, act- it was right on point. You know, the governor um, had made an announcement that um, starting Monday that, you know, all um, schools, um, from K to 12, you know, was going to shut down, um, until, uh, April uh, 13th, I think, or April, yeah, April 13th. Um, and I was just like, what, (laughs) you know, like a whole month, you know, um, you know, just for, you know, uh, precautions and, all of those things and whatnot. And I was just like, wow, like this is crazy, you know? And I'm not saying crazy in a rude way. It's just like, really, it's, it's, it's really getting people to just really doing, you know, make some decisions that you just never really thought that it was actually was going to come to this point. Right. And you know, uh, one thing led to another, you know, um, today they had school, which was their last day of school up until April. And, you know, my daughter, you know, was, uh, participating in an upcoming production, you know, that, you know, her high school is, you know, really known for, they always produces, produce great, uh, plays and, you know, musicals and all those great things. And so, um, she stayed after school and, you know, um, got the announcement through the page that I'm part of, um, that they officially decided to cancel the production. And I know that devastated those kids because they were really looking forward to, you know, doing this, uh, production and especially the last production for the school year. Um, you know, and I know it was a hard decision to make, but it, you know, of course it needed to be done. And, you know, my baby was not happy with that, of course. And I understand, you know, I'm, and, and I'm pretty sure the, the teachers and, you know, the superintendent, all of those, you know, uh, I know they were not happy with that, but it had to be done, you know, and it's just like one thing after the next. And of course I, you know, I, I scanned through uh, social media and, you know, um, reading other people's, uh, feed about, you know, um, their schools in their area and their district was also in the process of closing, uh, for the remaining of the month or whatever, you know, and then it was additional cancellations of concerts and, you know, um, uh, upcoming events and all these things, you know, um, and it, it, and even some, um, even some churches, uh, are considering if not already close, you know, close, not, not, um, having service Sunday, um, they're just going to have a live stream or whatever. And so, you know, I mean, it's just like, wow, this is absolutely, totally amazing of what is going on here. And like I said, I do understand. I do get why they, 
you know, why they did what they had to do. And it wasn't an easy decision to make. So really it was a no a no win decision. You know what I mean? Um, they knew that they were, they knew that parents was not going to be happy with the decision of canceling school, not just for a week, not for two weeks, but a whole month, you know, and for some of these parents, they have to go to work because not everything is canceled. You know what I'm saying? There are people who still have to go to work and there are some parents that just cannot afford to miss you know, a few days, let alone a week, if not, let alone a month, you know, to watch their kids, you know what I mean? To take care of the kids or whatever. And, and I know that it's, it's very frustrating, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's a lot. And I know with that, you know, parents, uh, and just people in general, they're anxious. They are worried about what is this, what is to come out of this, you know? Um, of course that puts them in a position to make, you know, some, you know, some decisions that they never really thought of actually making, you know, if both parents are working, you know, one may have to take some time off just to, you know, watch over the kids, you know, um, you know, try to work some schedules, you know, so, um, you know, it, it, it make it a little bit easier or not as stressful, if you will, um, because I know for sure that um, since school is officially closed until April, I'm pretty sure that the daycares are officially closed as well. So, you know, there is no daycare that the, you know, that the parents send their babies to throughout the course of the day. You know, there is, you know, there's no facilities that is available for their kids to go to while they go to work, you know? Um, and so, you know, I, I just, my heart was just, my heart was sad for a lot of, uh, a lot of the parents out here, especially in my neighborhood, you know, my subdivision and whatnot, because I know some of the neighbors, you know, they got to work and they have babies and, you know, little kids and whatnot. And some may have to make that decision to say, well, I have, I have to call off work. I can't come to work for the remaining of the week or, or, you know, for next week or the next couple of weeks or, or until further notice or what have you. But there's just so much, there's so much that, you know, people are anxious about, you know, this coronavirus, yeah, that is pretty much like, um, like the icing on the cake, if you will, because there are other issues besides this, that a lot of people are worrying about, uh, that are anxious about certain things, you know, and, um, you know, this here is like, you know, very scary for a lot of people, um, because they really don't know, you know, how it's going to affect, you know, if, if, it's, if it's going to come in their home, you know, no matter how much we try to, uh, seclude ourselves from, you know, from the outside world, you know, or what have you, um, you know, it's still you at risk. You know what I'm saying? You at risk, no matter how much you wash your hands, no matter how much you sanitize and deodorize and, you know, whatever you do, you know, you're still at risk to some degree, you know, but here's the thing too, you know, I also realized that this virus is not, um, not going to do as much harm as the, as social media and as the news has 
has uh, brought out, you know. Yes, there are uh, people who are fragile in a sense in terms of their immune system that definitely can, you know, this virus can really do some major, major damage, um, you know, in their you know, physical bodies. Um, and that's mostly the elderly as well as like little babies uh, because their immune system is not strong as well as those who are already dealing with, you know, a weak um, uh, immune system, especially those who are, um, who has cancer, those who are uh, dealing with some other um, issues in their body that is compromising their immune system, you know, AIDS, HIV, you know, all of those things. And so those are the ones that are more, uh, you know, susceptible uh, to, to getting this versus that the versus those who are healthy, you know, and, um, you know, your immune system is strong and you may get it. Yes. But more likely, you know, definitely you probably will, you know, fight through the whole thing, you know? So there are some information out there that, you know, that may not have been broadcast as it should, you know? Um, and you definitely need to, you know, do your own homework. And I've seen, you know, um, through social media where people have posted some, you know, did you know, or information you need to know, you know, giving you the stats and giving you, um, the differentiations of the flu versus the virus versus a common cold or allergy or whatever, you know, and that's good to know, you know, but I really want you all to really just be more open-minded and not be so close-minded based on what you're getting from, you know, from social media and all of those things. So I just want to talk to you about why worry, why, why continue to put that kind of pressure on you? You know, what, you know, what is causing you to, you know, to worry so much, right? What is robbing you? you know, from your, from your joy? What is robbing you from enjoying your life? You know, because whatever your thought is, you know, it is compromising you from living your life, you know, abundantly every day. You know, um, we worry about our kids. We worry about our kids' safety. We worry about our spouses. We worry about, you know, the bills, we worry about the jobs, we worry about how we're going to pay our bills and all of those things and whatnot. And I totally get it because, you know, in my personal life, that's has, that has been a challenge for quite some time. And I have learned through this, through this challenge, through this process of what I've been experiencing that, you know, I cannot carry this weight on my own. I I can't continue to allow fear and allow stress to put me in a position where it's compromising me of living my life, you know, um the way God wants me to live my life, you know, with joy, with gladness and peace. Yes, there are a lot of there's a lot happening in my life, but I should have the assurance knowing that God got it. It's just that simple. God got it. You know? Of course, you know, I will have one of those days where, you know, I may cry a little bit, you know, and shed some tears 
and all of that stuff. But even with that, I still have to say, God, I trust you. I may not understand why this is happening right now, but I trust you because you promised that you will never leave me nor forsake me. You promised that you have you have this entire household in your care. So I'm holding on to that. I'm holding on to to your word. I'm not leaving you. I'm not letting go of you because you are not letting go of me. So, you know, I'm just trusting in you and not looking at the problems, not looking at the issues, not allowing those issues to speak to me and dominate my thinking and have me walking around here, you know, crazy. You know, one minute I'm happy, the next minute I'm down, you know, going through that emotional roller coaster and all that stuff. I cannot do that to myself and I cannot do that to my family. That is, that's in, I can't do that. I've done it, but, and it didn't do me any good. And I made a decision. And that's the thing, guys. You got to make a decision, right? It's a choice. Because I can't, I can't fix this stuff. I can't fix it, right? It's too much. The virus is, is, it's, listen, it is beyond your control. The only thing that you are responsible for is taking care of yourself, taking care of your family, do what you have been doing, you know, take, you know, cleaning up your areas, sanitizing and all of that stuff. And that's all you can do, but don't allow, you know, what you hear on the news or through social media, don't allow that to dominate you to the point that it just, it, um, it restrains you from fellowship. It it it, it stops you from communicating <laughs> with people. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yes, of course, you got to be cautious and, and all of that, you know, because not everybody washed their hands. But you know what? Before coronavirus came along and all the other, de- the other uh, viruses and diseases that came before, a lot of people wasn't washing their hands. A lot of people wasn't, you know, um, sanitizing, you know, or cleaning their area or what have you. A lot of people weren't doing that. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but now of course people are being more attentive now, <laughs> you know, um, and being more cautious and all of those things. And as we should, you know, you should definitely be, you know, um, uh, definitely be alert of that and all of those things. So yes, why worry? Why continue to to stress yourself? You know, I see this as like you carrying a bottle of poison and you are drinking that poison every time you worry about something. You say you all right, everything's good. You know, somebody say, oh, how you doing, sis? Or, how you doing, bro? What's going on? Uh, is your family all right? Is this, you know, is, is what's going on? And you'll say, oh, I'm doing fine. But honestly, you're not. You know, you are worrying about some things, you know, I, and I get it for some of us, we have our pride. We don't want to really, um, tell or, or, you know, tell people about what's really going on in our personal life, you know, because we don't want to be judged. We don't want to be laughed at or looked upon differently or whatever, you know? And so with that, some people just keep it to themselves and they struggle, you know, where they are, um, 
But that's what fellowship is all about. You know, that's where, you know, family is all about, you know, and I get it. Some people like, well, you don't know my family, (laughs) you know, um, I've been there, done that. And there's some that just don't want to be bothered or they don't want to associate, um, and all of that. So I just stay in my lane or I just stay in my little you know, my little uh, bubble, if you will, because um, I don't want to get rejected or I don't want to get hurt or I don't want to get accused or blah, 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 whatever. And I get that. But that's not everybody, though. That is not everybody, you know. Um, but I know that for some people, you try to fix it, you know, what whatever you are worried about, whatever um, issues that you are carrying, you try to fix it yourself, you know. But I'm here to tell you, do not do that to yourself. When you worry, you, that is causing so much uh, physical damage to your to your body, to your organs, to your blood cells, and to your heart. Right? You know? And God said that, you know, do not let your heart be troubled. Right? You believe in God believe also in me, right? He said, do not let your heart be troubled. And there are so many of us, especially in the Christian church, there's so many of us that are troubled. Oh my goodness. But we go ahead and pretend like everything is great. Everything is good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. All that good stuff. But at the end of the day, though, when we, you know, when we come home, it's hell and fury. You know, you're scared, you're overwhelmed, this, that, or whatever. You know, when Monday comes, <laughs> then that's when the test really begins, right? And then you're faced with, you know, with uh, um, bills, you're faced with lawyers, you're faced with, um, you know, evictions, you're faced with something or some things. And it starts to become uh, heavy, you know, that pressure gets really heavy on you, you know, and that's when you, that's when you should cast that care to him, you know, cast to God, period. So he can give you his peace. You know what I mean? I know for me personally, I can only speak for myself because I really don't know what you, what your situation is right now, but I can only say for myself, I know what stress can do to you. Stress can cause some, some pain in your life, you know, that you never expected pain. I mean, stress can do, Ooh, it can do something to you, man. You know, you think something's wrong, but it really isn't anything wrong with you physically. It's just that, you know, you're panicking and you feel like you, your your heart is just about to pound out of your chest and all of these things. And then you can't really sleep at night. You're overwhelmed. You know, you get up, you go to bed tired, you wake up even more tired and you got to go to work and, you know, the next morning and you carrying all of this strain and, and stress on your shoulders you know, and you're still trying to figure out how you're going to fix the situation. And then you got to go to another stressful environment, which is your job, you know, de- depending on the demands of your position, your responsibilities, you got to deal with that and, and your peers, coworkers and all of that, you know, trying to have a sharp mind to take care of the projects and the assignments and all that stuff. And you probably, probably, you know, that probably is like a, you know, like a drug for you in a sense, like it just, uh, suppress 
all of that, um, you know, all of that uh, anxiety that you have been carrying for a while. Because some people, you know, they stay at work because it's, you know, it's like a drug for them. It's it suppresses all of the um the pain and the d- discouragement and the depression that they're dealing at home. Mm-hmm. But that still doesn't help the situation because you're going to have to come home, right? But there's people I know that just don't want to deal with it. You know, they try to avoid the issues, but that doesn't help at all. You know, um, there's people that tries to medicate their issues by overeating or, you know, or yeah, alcohol abuse or, um, drug abuse or, uh, pornography. I'm just keeping on the real because, you know, people don't want to talk about these things, but that's what people are doing. They're using these things as a drug to suppress all of the pain that they are dealing with. And they are afraid out of their minds because they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do. They are afraid to talk to anybody about it. They are afraid to, um, you know, afraid to, they're just afraid. They're just scared. And um, some people, like I said, just don't want to talk about, you know, their fears, you know. And especially, you know, and I'm not like bashing trust me i'm not but there are you know some brothers out there you know they got their pride and they don't want to say nothing you know they want to you know they don't want to man up they want to act like you know everything is all together but yet they screwing themselves over as well as you know screwing up their family because you know they don't want to open up their mouths and say listen i need help listen i'm in some deep mess uh you know and i i definitely need someone to help me through this situation because i really don't have the tools to figure this thing out. You know what I'm saying? There's some brothers just, 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 you know, you know, keep it, keep it quiet. And unfortunately, you know, they're married. Of course, the, the wife will pretty much will follow suit too. They will, you know, will keep it on the down low as well. And everybody is miserable. Everybody is struggling. Everybody is, you know, tired. And then the kids start to you know, start to get feed, you know, start to feed off of that behavior as well, you know, and I'm telling you y'all, we can't not do that to ourselves. God doesn't want us to do that to ourselves. There's a lot of people who are in the grave right now. Honestly, they died from stress, you know, from stress related issue issues. Mm-hmm. Cause isn't it funny that some people after they pass away, then you start to find out some stuff about their life. You start to find out that they were in deeper, in a deeper financial debt, you know, that it was just overwhelming things, you know, things that they were dealing with that was just so, so much, you know, one thing was happening after the next and so forth. It's amazing, you know, um, you know, what you find out after that person has passed away. And then you wonder like, well, why didn't they call me? Why didn't they tell me? Why didn't this? Why didn't that? What have you, you know? Because they probably just didn't know how or they just didn't want to because of fear. And that's just the truth, right? And um, and God doesn't want that to be the case for you, you know? This coronavirus is going on. Yes, it's going on, but it ain't going to last forever. It's not going to last forever. I came across a, a news feed on social media where they had... Um, 
the dates, you know, from 2000, what, 2003 or whatever, up to 2020, each year there was a virus attack. Each year there was something that happened that was going on that a lot of people was panicking about. A virus, a disease of some of some sort, right? And everybody was just, you know, of course, tripping about it, you know, trying to protect themselves and all those things. But after a while, when they found the cure, when they found the remedy, when they found that vaccine, you know, um, then everything was back to normal. People were going right back doing the same old thing that they've been doing before. You know, um, and likewise, once they have the vaccine, once they have the remedy or the cure, whatever, guess what? The majority of people going to go right back doing what they've been doing before. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, and like I said, the enemy is enjoying this right now because he got, he got them where he wants them. And that's in fear. You're worrying about tomorrow. You're worrying about your future. You're worrying about the outcome of what's going to happen in your family. And not just with the virus, but just things in general. You're worrying about how, you know, if, if you're going to have a job by next year. If, this, if the job that you have now, is it going, if it's, if it's going to sustain you for another year and all those things. And some of you are probably in a financial, you know, um, financial situation where you really don't know how you're going to be able to afford to stay in that house or afford to stay in that apartment or, you know, it's just one thing after the next. And it's a scary situation for a lot of people. But God says, you know, do not let your hearts be troubled. You know, do not fear, you know, for he is with you. Here's the thing too, guys, you got to know that you got to know, you know, God is with you. He is not the author of fear. That's the devil that's causing all of this panic, y'all. And you have to know the difference. He is not the author of fear. So he says, do not fear for I am with you and do not be dismayed, you know, for I am your God, right? You got to know that he is yours, that he got you and your family, your children, he has you covered, guys. So you don't need to just be tripping about what, you know, like, okay, in the state of Texas, we came across another uh, death. So that's a total of 15 people in this, that, or whatever from the from the coronavirus and all those things on top of what you already been dealing with, you know, in your, in your personal life. Because there's people right now that are saying, oh my gosh, I can't take this. I can't take another another disappointment. I can't take another, I can't take any more bad news. You know, this is just too much. And this, da, 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 da. You know, and when you are in that position, you know, you know you are overflowing with a lot of despair, a lot of anxiety. And you are not going to survive. I'm just keeping on the real. You know, you already... You're already creating a grave for yourself. And I'm just being honest with you. You are already, you know, starting a grave for yourself. Because you're going to die quicker than you think. Mm-hmm. Because stress, anxiety, fear, whatever it is, it starts to kill you from the inside out. As I said, you have this bottle of poison. Every time you start thinking about the issues that's going on in your life, and you meditate on that, you are drinking that bottle of poison. And all it's doing is starting to cause pain, discomfort, dis-ease, 
right? And eventually you become a disease. Come on now. And that's just real truth. That's just real truth. But if we learn to say, Lord, I release all of this to you. You know, I release this stress. I release this, this bondage. I release this, this discouragement. I release my husband, my wife, my kids, my money, whatever that's been causing a lot of strain in your life. You know, he will give you peace, perfect peace, perfect peace. And God will also strengthen you. When you decide to say, Lord, your will be done over my life. I, I, I cast this all to you. Don't you know he's going to strengthen you and he's going to help you. He's going to strengthen you and he's going to help you through the course of the day. And you have to learn how to say, God, I need your help. I need your help. Help me not to focus on what's being what's on television. Help me not to get so distracted over, you know, what I see in in the neighborhoods. You know, people in the stores, you know, you go to the store and you see that the shelves are pretty much empty. <laughs> you know, people are just buying stuff just to be buying. And that really doesn't have anything to do with the virus, to be truthful and honest about it. You know what I'm saying? But it's 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 based on fear. So people, now here's the thing too. Most people buying it and they're using their credit cards. For some, they can't afford to use their credit cards. But they have, but they're doing it anyway. And that's an additional stress on top of everything else on the list. Now they got to pay that money back on top of the other hundreds if not thousands of dollars that they owe come on now that's 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 what i mean this this is this is an epidemic yes and i'm not talking about the virus this is an epidemic in terms of your life you carrying all of these different dis-ease of issues and it's killing you it is killing you y'all You want to live a long, healthy, prosperous life? Then you need to go ahead and cast all your cares to God, period. Cast it all to him. Because you are not equipped to handle it. Your body is not designed to handle the weight of this world, the pressure of this world. It's brutal. It's deadly. Come on. The things that is coming in your life, those those, uh, unexpected hits and punches, oh my goodness, it's devastating for some. And the only person that can heal you from the inside out is God. He's the only one that can do that for you. But you have to make a decision. You have to make a choice. You have to decide, you know, what to do about your life. Am I going to allow this, these issues to control and dominate come into my house and cause all kind of, um, fury and, and, um, discomfort, you know, in my home and my family, with my kids, with my marriage, you know, or am I going to pray over this? My whole family pray over it. You know, my spouse and I pray together and we give it to God and we just enjoy the rest of the day. Start creating some positive memories, even through the midst of the storm, even through the midst of the chaos, even through the midst of the drama, (laughs) you know, even through the midst of this, you know, this panic, you know, this panic, uh, um, situation that's going on. You make that choice, but I know for some, it is hard. I get it because I've been there too, man. 
I've been there. Everything what I'm saying to you, I've experienced, right? I've been in that depressed state. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how depression can truly, oh Lord, I'm mm, man, oh man. <laughs> I tell you, ain't nobody but the grace of God that has pulled me out of that pit of darkness. And I mean, even after I graduated college and I moved on and I went to grad school, you know, I was still depressed, but I was still living my life. You know, I was still dealing with some insecurities. I was still dealing with, you know, past memories. I was still dealing with that stuff, man. And I didn't quite get it. I didn't understand it. You know, and and at that current, um, that current uh, moment in my life, you know, I was dating other, you know, dating people and stuff like that and hoping that that relationship was going to work and this, that or whatever. And, you know, um, giving in my heart to those individuals and then come to find out they don't really care for me like I thought they did and stuff of that nature. And then not not even just in those type of relationships, but just really trying to learn who I was trying to figure myself out and then dealing with my educational, my edu- my education at that time, you know, pursuing my master's degree, but yet I'm still being screwed left and right. <laughs> no fault of my own. And I, and I never got my master's degree. I mean, I, I completed that first semester. And then when it came to the second semester, that's when things started to go crazy. They started shutting down class after class after class because they didn't have enough students to keep the class active. They really didn't. And of course, with those classes, y'all, the class was only offered once a year. Now, at that time, I didn't know how to drive. I didn't have a car. Yes, there was public transportation around on, you know, on um in Baltimore and all those days, but I really didn't know my way around there, you know, around the city of Baltimore like that. And, you know, I could not just go off campus and transfer my credits, you know, and um and go to another university, whatever, like some of my peers did. And, and most of my peers were older. You know, they were already established in their careers and all of that stuff. So they could do whatever the, you know, whatever the heck they wanted to. Me, I, at that time in my life, I could not do that. You know what I mean? I had a responsibility as, you know, as an employer there. I was working as a resident director. So I couldn't just jump and leave. And plus I was active with the choir. So we was, you know, doing a lot of uh, traveling as well. So at that time in my life, I felt that I was just limited. You know what I mean? And so I got to worry about my future. I was scared because I was like, when am I going to get, am I ever going to get my master's degree? You know? And I was there from 90, what, 95? Yeah, from 95 until 2001. Because that's when I, you know, I got married in 2000 and I was pregnant with my oldest um, in 2001. And that's when I left. So from that time, six years, trying to fight to get what was mine, and I did not win, (laughs) you know, and I felt so discouraged. I felt so, I felt alone, and and that may sound kind of crazy, because I knew that some of my peers at that time, they pretty much had already got their master's, honey. They, they, they moved on. They had, they got tired of this, you know, this, this charade, these games, 
with the department at that time and they just moved on. Me, I, I was still just hoping and wishing and praying. <laughs> that I, you know, could get my classes and I could finish this thing and I could get my master's degree and I could be certified to teach and all of that stuff. And I'm telling you that stuff, I carried that in my heart for a long time where it had put me in a, in a, in a position where I did not believe in myself. You know, I, I did not believe in myself and, you know, I started to worry, you know, about my future. I started to, um, you know, really doubt myself. Um, you know, and of course at the time my husband wasn't really, you know, really helping at the time, you know, um, and that was even more discouraging, um, and all of those things. And so I really did not know my, I really didn't know me, you know? So there was a whole lot of stuff that I was dealing with on top of, you know, being a, a wife and being a mom and moving to a different state, you know, leaving Jersey, moving to North Carolina, and then from there coming to Michigan. And then, you know, especially in a foreign land that I've never been in my life and, you know, being away from family and all of these things that was coming on, I, you know, it was crazy. You know, don't have any siblings. You know, my mom passed away and that was rough in this, in itself. So there was a lot of issues, a lot of things that I was dealing with and I was still carrying that I really did not uh, release properly. And here I am pretending like everything was going to be all right. You know, life goes on, blah, 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 which life does go on. But yet the problems still reside in my heart. And, you know, I really didn't have... Uh, anyone at that time to really talk to about what I was experiencing, you know, worrying about the future, worrying about my life. You know, it was not my intentions to be a stay at home mom for almost 20 years. That was so not, <laughs> that was so not the plan. Okay. You know, but it happened. It happened. And I'm telling you, man, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And that just really messed my mind up even more. And then dealing with um, marriage life, dealing with the different changes that was going on, you know, in my life as a wife, as a mom, um, you know, in a new environment, you know, losing myself in this whole entire process and this change. And I didn't have my mom that I could call to in all those things like that. And I had to learn how to call on God. And that's just real talk. I had to learn how, and I'm a Christian woman for real, for real. I'm a Christian woman, but I was so dependent on those individuals that were in my life at the time. I was dependent on my mother. I was dependent on one of my mentors from high school, you know, um, even after I graduated high school, you know, she, she referred me to, uh, my alma mater at Bethune Cookman. And then she referred me to Morgan state. And then after that, after that, she was still in my life. And if I needed something, she was there, she would help me, you know, and it was a lot of other people through the course of my, my college years that were, you know, pivotal, pivotal in my life. You know, they were, they were just a, a huge 
blessing. And I knew that God blessed me with those individuals because they sure helped me through some challenges. You hear me? And to this day, I will never, ever forget them. But guess what? The majority of them passed away. And when Dr. Jennifer Johnson, my mentor um, from high school, when she passed away some years ago, I was devastated because I hadn't just talked to her not long before, you know, maybe about a few weeks prior. And then when I got a call from one of her relatives stating that she died for, from congestive heart failure, I was just in shock. I could not believe that happened, you know, and it shocked everybody because she died suddenly. It just, wow. It just really knocked people off their feet. Um, and so when that happened, I felt like I was so alone. I was like lost. I didn't know what to do with myself. I didn't know how to do things. I was really in that position where I was afraid. I was anxious. I was worried. I was angry. <laughs> I mean, really, and then and my marriage was already jacked up from the flow up you know, and, and I'm still trying to, um, have some type of sanity in my, in my life here, trying to be a mom raising my daughter. And then my youngest one coming in the picture, it was crazy, man. And I mean, then looking at my life, you know, and wishing I was out there, you know, teaching or I or been a principal or whatever. I kept throwing that stuff, throwing my past out like that, you know, wishing this and wishing that I could have this, I could have that. I should have, would have, could have, should have, could have, would have, you know, and all those things. And that didn't help the situation that made it worse for me anyway, because I was still feeding off that poison. I was allowing my past to come back and haunt me and tell me that I was not good enough. That, you know, this is my life that I dreaded the most of being a stay at home wife. You know, that was never my intentions anyway. I didn't know exactly what I had wanted to do with my life, but that was not it <laughs> to be a stay at home mom, you know, but it happened. And of course, all these other, you know, uh, events that took place in my life happened as well. And yes, it changed me tremendously. It changed me. I am not the same woman I was, you know, 18 years ago or 20 plus years ago. I am a totally different person, you know, but I thank God that God helped me through this because I'm, I don't even know where I would be right now if it wasn't for his grace. And that's just real talk. And I know for some of you, you probably don't consider, you know, it might be a little too deep for you. I don't care, but I'm just speaking my truth, you know, cause you gotta, you have to build a relationship with him to understand where I'm coming from. But for those of you, you know what I'm talking about. You know, if it wasn't for God's grace, I wouldn't be here. I probably would be in my grave or I'd probably be in prison. <laughs> That's real talk. Cause the hell that I had gone through. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just, and I'm keeping it real. You guys know how I am. I'm very honest and very transparent. I would not I wouldn't be here right now. I would not have been here. I would I would either be in prison or I would be in my grave or I would be somewhere mentally I would my physically I would be here but mentally I would be gone. How about that? Because I have experienced some stuff that a lot of people do not know. Of course, someday I will share it with you and whatnot, but 
the time, the, the, the moments that I, that I experienced, man, it really had me in a position in my life where I really was afraid. And I was really, oh my gosh, doubting myself. And it's really sad that you don't have, you know, the, the, the foundation of support from people. See, my mom was that person that always supported me no matter what. She was always the one that was speaking life to me. Um, even when I screwed up, even when I messed up, you know, and it wasn't often that I did that, but when those moments did come about or whatever, my mom was just a sweetheart and she would still continue to encourage me and tell me that, you know, that you are blessed, you're highly favored, there's greatness in you, there's a powerful, you know, powerful blessing in your life and all these things. And me or my smart mob, I'll be like, what blessings? What are you talking about? What blessings? If I am I if, if I'm so blessed then why am I, why am I dealing with this? Why is this happening? And all those things, you know, and guess what? There are people today that are speaking the same language. They are saying the same exact thing. If I'm so blessed and I'm so talented and I'm this and I'm that, then why am I struggling? Then why, why I'm not married or why am I divorced? And why am this, why is this happening to me? Huh? And I'm so anointed. If I'm this, this, that, or whatever, why is this happening to me? And there's a lot of us that are going through like that. But I'm here to tell you that all that you are dealing with right now, it is all about preparing you for the next assignment that God has for you. And I know some of you are like, what assignment? What, what are you talking about? Trust me, beloved. God has something in store for you and he is prepping you. You may not get it right now, but I'm telling you from personal experience. If you just hold on to him, you're going to start seeing some things changing in your life. You're going to start experiencing some unexpected doors opening in your life. The things that you've been hoping for, that ain't going to happen. It's going to be things that you least expected that's going to come your way. And it's going to blow you away. It's going to knock you off your feet. You're just going to be like, what? This There ain't nobody but God that did that because... I only remember when I had called called that company. I only remember I don't remember the conversation. You know, <laughs> you know, it's been that long ago. But here, somebody calls you from a you know from a prestigious company, and they you know they want to you know have a, a, a interview with you, you know, or somebody you know came across your resume or something. You know what I'm saying? You just don't know how God has this hooked up for you, but He is setting you up. He's 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 preparing you for, for what's to come. But in all, in order for you to actually experience that though, when are you going to get rid of all, you know, the anxiety in your life? When are you going to, to actually, uh, um, open up your mouth and speak over the issues? Stop allowing those problems to speak to your life. You need to start speaking to your problems. And that's just real talk on that one. And that took me a minute for me to get that, to grasp that. But you know what? There's power in me and there's power in you. I don't care who you are. You know, when you gave your life to Christ, guess what? The anointing is in your life. You have the power within you to speak over those things in your life, to declare and decree some things, right? You have, you have power in your tongue. <laughs> this is real talk. Right, you go ahead and speak your truth, whether it's good or negative, 
And guess what? You keep on pondering on that, keep on talking about it. Guess what? It's going to come to pass, whether it's good or whether it's bad. And a lot of you have have been experiencing some things that you feared the most because you've been talking about it so much. You've been leaning on your own understanding. You've been, you know, dependent, been dependent on what the news say or what, uh, you know, what the bill collect, bill collectors say or what your family's been saying about you, you know, and you got to stop, you know, uh, being, a, a um, <laughs> be a, a, a weakling in Christ. You are a strong, confident, powerful woman and or man in Christ, period. And you got to know who you are. You got to know your identity. You got to know that, you know, God did not create a nobody. He did create somebody. He created a unique you. There's only one you. There's only one fingerprint of you, right? And you, you have a powerful, powerful ministry in you. A lot of you don't even know what your purpose are. You don't even know what you're supposed to be doing. And that's why some of you are just you know, running around in a maze, trying to figure it out, trying to figure out what's going, you know, what my life is. And, and you worrying about that, but you don't need to worry about that because God has already got that straightened out for you. You just have to learn to trust him. You just got to have faith in him. Some of you don't have, you don't believe. Mm, that's just real talk right there. Some of you just don't believe. And I, and I was in the same position myself. Like I said, I'm a Christian, yes, but I didn't realize I didn't believe God either. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real. Until he brought it to my attention. And I was like, oh, snap, okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep, okay. <laughs> right? So God helped my unbelief. Help me, you know, to stop looking at what's, what has been a distraction in my life. And it, it and it takes time. It takes time for, you know, for some of us. I get it. I totally get it, right? Um, but why worry? It's not helping you. It's not helping you um to uh, it's not helping your body, it's not helping your mind, it's not helping in your relationship. You go to bed worrying, you wake up worried, you turn the news TV on and you're trying to figure what's next, what they're saying more about the coronavirus, what they're saying more about the, about the, you know, the eco, uh, economic situation, what's going on with the jobs, what's going on with, you know, with housing, you know, you, 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 you are just feeding off what the world is broadcasting, Right. Instead of feeding off what the word says about your life. You know, whatever you are in need of, God got it. Wherever you are, whatever you're lacking, God can supply that. He can fulfill it for you. Right? You got to know that. Right? Again, as I said, you know, you don't let your heart be troubled. You not be dismayed. You know, because God is with you. He will strengthen you. He will help you through it. He will uphold you right? He will keep you safe in his hands. So you don't need to worry about a thing. You don't need to be scared about nothing. Yeah. You're going to hear reports about, Oh, somebody got diagnosed with the virus. Oh, they, they closed the schools for the month. Oh, yep. Yep. They're going to close the venues in New York city. There's shows and you know, the Broadway shows are closed and all this other stuff is being closed down because of, you know, of the of coronavirus going on and all these things like that. And you know, 
And I get it. You know, you're like, well, what in the world is going on? Is it, is it, is it the end of the world? No, it's not. No, it's not. Right? But you need to know your place. You need to know who you are in, in the midst of this, this storm. Right? For those of you who have that fearful heart, you've got to learn to be strong and do not fear. Do not fear because God is with you. Right? He will come with a vengeance, whatever is going on in your life. Don't you know that he will come and take care of it for you? He will come immediately and make sure that all is well with you. And that is something that you have to start saying to yourself and saying out loud, all is well. That's what I say. And I've been saying, and I still continue to say, all is well. Even when I, when I feel, you know, a little discouraged and tears fall down my eyes, I still say, all is well. God, you got me. God, you got us. God, <laughs> yes, you got me. And then from there, what I do from there, instead of me, you know, sulking and getting, you know, and panicking about what is being going, you know, what's spreading out in the world and on television, uh-uh. I go ahead and fuel my spirit. Fuel. I go ahead and fuel my spirit by listening to some motivational um, you know, sermons. I and I do that. That's me. Now for you, you might find something else that could be positive and that will, you know, that, that will, you know, encourage you and lift up your spirit. But for me, that's what I do. You know, I go ahead in the scriptures and find some additional scriptures that, that will continue to feed my soul. That will feed my, my mind and my heart, man. I'm sick. Cause I need that because I know what I've been through <laughs> and I know what God brought me out of. I know, you know, and I, I have to do that. And that helps me. That helps me. That helps me to stay focused on him. That helps me to um, not to lean on my own understanding. That helps me not to listen to the, the arguments of what, my, what me and my spouse had talked about the day before. That helps me not to ponder on that. You know, I have to remember what I just read based on what the word of God says. And he said that he would never leave me. He would never forsake me, right? That he loves me and to stay strong in him. And not to worry about what is what we are facing with. Don't worry about the threats of foreclosure. Don't worry about that stuff. Yeah, it's happening. But God is still in control. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God is still in control. You know? Don't worry about my, you know, about Stephanie in terms of her not going to Hampton because we didn't have the financial support to do it. And it devastated us. It devastated her. And I was crushed to see her devastated. But I had to be strong, ask God to give me strength to encourage her, right? Because she was worrying about her future. She was worrying about what's going to happen to me, mom. What's going to happen in my life? And I told her, I said, baby, you may not know what God is doing right now, but I know he has something powerful for your future because he has already established your life for you. All you have to do is just stay trusted and rooted in him. I know it's hard to hear that. I know it's hard to, you know, to accept that, but baby girl, trust me when I tell you, God has something better. It may not even be Hampton. And you know what? It isn't. It isn't. God has something else better for her. And I can tell you that he is already doing it now. 
right? And so that's what I'm sharing with you guys. I'm telling you, whatever you are worrying about, whatever happened in your life that did not go the way you had hoped, whatever you have been pondering in your heart for a long time, whatever that has put you in a position of fear and doubt and worry and anxiety and all of those things, baby girl, my brother, you need to release it and say, God, help me, heal me, deliver me. I need you right now because every day that God wakes you up, you will need him. You cannot walk out that door and act like you got it all together. You cannot walk out that door and act like I'm the man. I got it. I got it. And this, that, whatever. No, you cannot walk out that door, beautiful sister, and act like, oh, I'm pretty. I'm fine. I got it like that. Boo, boo, boo. No, you don't. You are nothing without God in your life. You got to have him in your, in your, in your life, morning, noon, night, midnight hour, three o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, 24 hours of the day. You got to have him in your life. He is the one that will keep you, sustain you. He will cover you. He will strengthen you. If you just make that decision. And let him live in your life. Let him conduct your life. Because I'm telling you, you ain't doing too good right now. <laughs> you think you are. But you ain't doing good right now, boo. I'm just saying. <laughs> right? And if you just release, you know, let go of that will of your life and let him take control of your life. Oh, my goodness. Get ready for the destinations that he has set for your life. It's going to blow your mind. So instead of putting all that time and energy on fear, put all that time and energy on faith. Have faith in him. Have faith in his word. Now, guess what? The enemy is going to come around and going to tell you like, oh, don't listen to that. No, don't listen to that. Why are you going to listen to that lie? Blah, blah, blah. You know, tomorrow ain't going to go out the way you think. It's going, you know, the enemy is going to come and try to distract you. And start talking craziness about you and to you. You know, you're going to start looking at yourself as a person and you don't think you find yourself uh, intelligent or attractive or, or or fully equipped for a job, you know, and all of these things. But you are more than enough. You got to say that, beloved. You are more than enough. You are highly qualified. If you are saved, you gave your life to Christ. Come on now. Let's be real. If you are saved and you gave your life to Christ, Christ is in you. God is in you. So beloved, (laughs) what can man do to you? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. So you are, you are good. (laughs) You are good. And you need to know that. So whenever there's an issue that comes along your life, whatever is going on right now in your life, whether it's finances, whether it's a job loss, whether it's, um, your health, whatever it is, go ahead and give it to God. Cast it all to him, right? So you can start living in perfect peace. You can start enjoying life, you know, more abundantly, right? Again, do not let your hearts be troubled, beloved. Just enjoy your life. You know, Jesus said, why do you worry about your life? Do not worry about your life. 
do not worry about what you're going to eat or what you're going to drink. There's a lot of people right now that are probably in a financial situation where they are not able to do as much. You know, they're on a strict, strict budget. <laughs> so it, a lot of things are very limited now. <laughs> and yet, you know, you still trying to figure how you're going to pay your rent, how you're going to pay your mortgage or, you know, even though you may have some money in, in, in a nest egg or whatever, that ain't going to last forever. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's not going to last forever. And I know some of you probably experienced that before, right? And when you are in that position where things are just about to be depleted, that's when, you know, that's when it really starts to amp up, you know, and you, you, your stress level gets higher, right? And the pressure gets really serious, right? You know, why, why worry about what you're going to eat? Why you worry about what you're going to drink and the clothes you, you, you know, you're wearing all these things, you know, God is saying, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothes? You know, he, he looks at you, you are more valuable to him than the birds in the air. You are more valuable to him. He loves you that deeply. Oh my goodness. He loves you that much. So you best believe that he's going to take care of you. He will provide for you. I cannot tell you how many times how God continues to provide for me and my family, man. I cannot tell you. There are so many different incidents that has taken place down through the years living in this, living in my house here that God has showed up and showed out. And to this day, I still can't, I, I still, I, I'm just, wow. I just, I just, I can't believe that I'm still here, but I'm here, but it's only because of him. And especially, you know, when the economy crashed in 2007, and of course, you know, that was another panic season. Y'all remember that for some of y'all, you probably had experienced that, or maybe some of your peers experienced that, especially when people lost their jobs, a lot of business folded, you know, people shut down the, the, um, you know, the, the company and all these things and whatnot, and people was losing their houses left and right and all of that, man, foreclosure everywhere. And I'm telling you, God kept us. He kept us. And my husband did not have a job at that time. He got laid off, you know, with the uh, car company he was working with. And he was working at headquarters and he got laid off. He was one of the first group of people that got laid off without any service package. Nothing. Nada. (laughs) And that's real talk. The cars that we had, we had 30 days to give the cars back to the company. They gave us 30 days. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, when those 30 days came, you know, my husband was trying his best to get another car, you know, from Craigslist. And we eventually did get one. And um, and the, the car that I was driving at the time, it was a Jeep. And i never forget this day. Oh, my gosh. I was at my daughter's school at the time. When Stephanie was, um, was still in elementary then. And I was volunteering. And... When school was over, we was heading towards the Jeep and we came across a Jeep that was exactly like ours and I pressed the keypad and it did not beep. And I was like, that's not my car. And I realized I didn't park that far down. And then I realized like, wait a minute, where is my car? 
and then um the person that was in the parking space next to the car to the car my car they said are you looking for a jeep cherokee a champagne color i said yes he said oh well someone um just took your car and i said what the, the company came and they took my car yes they did they came and took the car they put it on the back of their truck and a haul tail. <laughs> yes, they did. And that was like maybe five or like five minutes after I came, you know, before I came out the door, before I walked out the door to the, to the parking lot, they had already left. Man, that messed me up. That messed me up. Okay. They came and took the car. They really, really did. And I tell you, there's so many other incidents that came in my life, but all I'm saying is that I know the struggles that a lot of you are experiencing, some things that are just devastating, some things are just traumatizing, some things that are just very scary, some things you you were prepared for, and most of them you were not prepared for, especially when it comes to a job loss. Some of you probably was already expecting that, some most of you were not. Whatever it is that you are going through right now, there are some things right now that is really, you know, suppressing you and is putting you in that position of fear. It is putting you in a position of worrying your, your pretty little head. And it is causing so much discouraging, uh, discouragement in your home It's causing so much, um, uh, separation, uh, with you and God, particularly because when was the last time you prayed to him? When was the last time you got into his word? You know, you know, the, the, the stress of this world can do that to you, but you have power within you to rebuke that thing and get back on, get back on, you know, uh, get back and talk to God about the issues that you're going through. I'm telling you from personal experience, I would not dare come on here and tell you something that I did not experience. And I know the pain. I know how it cuts you. I know how it can really, it can just knock the wind out of you. Right. And it, and it puts you in that dark space. I've been in depression at, well, at the time. I mean, I was in depression for a good decade. After I finished college, it, I was still carrying that, 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 that weight, man. And, and, and it, it just, and I didn't realize how it was affecting me, you know, as a woman, as a person, you know, um, I was allowing fear to speak to me and tell me opposite of who I was and, and all of that stuff and everything. So I know what I'm coming on here telling you. I know what I'm talking about, but I know for sure that God definitely can help you through that. But you got to make a choice. You got to make a decision. You got to realize that, you know, if I want to see anything change in my life, I need to talk to God about this. Because you talk to everybody else. You talk to your road dog. You talk to your ride or die. You talk to your homie. You talk to, you know, and I mean, yeah, you talk to your spouse and that's, that's a good thing. But at the end of the day though, they can only do but so much, right? Your road dog can do but so much. Your homie can do but so much. You know what I'm saying? The one, the person that knows you better than anybody is God. Because he already has your plan, already has your life set out. He knows exactly where you need to be and where you need to go. He has already ordered your steps. Just trust him. He will not misguide you. He will not uh, 
Mr. You know, he will not uh, stray you off. He will not leave you on the curb. He will not leave you stranded. That is not who he is. You know, it doesn't matter what you did. If you repent to God, repent and move on. Trust me, because there's a lot of us that are holding on to that too. Like, well, I did some things and I know God ain't proud of, or, you know, and I, and I believe he's mad at me and all that stuff. God ain't mad at you, boo. You, you you don't you don't understand the love he has for you. It don't matter what you did or how bad you did it. That does not change his love for you. You have to ask God to help you with your insecurities about yourself. There's some there are some um some issues in your life that you continue to downgrade yourself, whether you are a man or a woman. It don't matter. And you have to take care of that because you are not going to do anybody good. You know, if you want to get in a relationship with anybody, whether it's professional, whether it's personal, and you still have some insecurities about yourself, I'm telling you, that's not going to help the relationship. You know, people, and that's the, that's the craziness. People want relationships. They want a uh, professional relationship or have, have a long distance, not long distance, but they want to have a good relationship. But yet you're still carrying the weight of the previous relationships and you have not asked God to heal you from that hurt, from that betrayal, from that rejection or whatever that you encounter at that time. See, I had to learn that. I had to release that to God and it took a minute for me to do that, right? I had to learn to, you know, um, to let go of all of the rejection, all of the hurt, all of the negative words, you know, and even myself, because I was doing more harm on myself than the people that was in my life, <laughs> to be truthful about it, because I was still harboring all those words in my heart. So, you know, I had to release that. So I can start doing better in, in relationship with him, with God first and foremost, than, than everybody else. You know, and it's still a process, but I am not where I used to be. That's for sure. I could tell the difference that God is working. He's working in my life now. He's working from the inside out. So get rid of that poison, y'all. Get rid of that poison. You know, break, get rid of that and ask God to help you. Ask God to help you through whatever, whatever issues that you are going through. Do not lean on your own understanding. Do not allow the world to tell you that things are going to get worse, that things are not getting better, you know, and all these things, you know, this is what the world does, but you need to know that you are not living by the world's standards. You know, you are living according to what God says about your life. He created you, not the world. They don't know your future. God does. And what he has for you is way better than what the world does or what the world has for you, I would say, Right. So listen, I hope this blessed you. I hope this inspired you. I hope this encouraged you all. I really hope this is coming right on time for some of y'all, because as I said before, you know, the enemy is going to do what it's doing now. And that is continue to spew out the negative of what this coronavirus is doing and all the additional things that's going on in the world, in the news right now. Um, you know, but we, as you know, um, as mentors, as ministers and all of that, we got to do our part too. And then we got to go out there and, and, um, slap the devil side of the head and say, you don't have no power, <laughs> you know, and it's my responsibility to come on here and to encourage all of you to inspire you, to lift you up, to lift you up. And, um, you know, help you to stay rooted and grounded in the word of God 
and trust him. Trust him no matter what, no matter what. I get it, I get it, I get it, but don't give up on him, right? So listen, I will um, definitely come back again, um, you know, tomorrow and, you know, continue to uh, bless you all, you know, with something, you know, with, uh, with some words of encouragement that God puts in my heart. I have written down some things this morning, you know, and I said, oh my gosh, I definitely need to come back on here and, you know, and, um, you know, and uh, encourage you all. You know, we need to stay encouraged. Find someone in your life that can truly bless you, you know, and encourage you with some words of wisdom, um, you know, and, and just have a good conversation, you know, just really enjoy the conversation with that person. You know, maybe it's a friend that you've known for since childhood or whatever, you know, and y'all still have a great relationship. Find that person, you know, and, and, and just enjoy each other's company, enjoy each other's, uh, enjoy the fellowship or what have you, you know, start being around people that are, that's going to feed life to you, you know? Get away from the, from the, from the, um, negative people. You can't afford that right now. (laughs) You can't afford that right now. Right. Um, learn how to, you know, be content with where you are. Embrace, embrace the beauty of life where you are right now. Thank God you're not where you used to be 10 years ago. Look at that. Look what, look what God has done for you so far. (laughs) Right. Give him thanks. You, once you start giving him thanks on one thing, next thing you know, you're going to be thanking him for a whole lot of other things, right? It doesn't always have to be something huge or big. You just thank him for you, for your fingers and your toes. Thank God that you can walk around your house. Thank God that you are able to feed yourself. Thank God that you are able to, to use the bathroom. And I'm not being vulgar, but there are people who, who are not able to do that. They have nurses aid that are feeding them. And that is you know, cleaning them and that is bathing them. Come on now. You got to thank God for that. You know, just take the time out and say, God, I thank you for my family. Thank God for my health, my strength. Thank God for my vision. Thank God for my hearing. Thank God for my cat, my dog. Thank God for my, you know, thank God for my car. It may not be a Bentley. It may not be a Rolls Royce, but it's my Bentley. I'm grateful for it. You know what I'm saying? It's getting me where I need to go. You know, thank God. Just thank him for that. And again, as I said, once you, uh, release your fears to him, once you release all of your, your concerns to him and stuff, watch how God, you know, change things in your life, right? Watch how he changed things in your life. If people are feeding stuff to you about the coronavirus, y'all listen, you open up your mouth and say, listen, I'm not, I don't want to hear no more about this. You know, because they're going to continue on showing this on the news as, until until they get a remedy, until they get the vaccine or whatever they're looking for. You know what I'm saying? But you just say, you know what? I'm not going to bring this into my presence. You know, I don't even watch TV in, in that regard like that. I really, really don't. You know, um, if anything, my TV is off in my room and I'm just, you know, on my YouTube watching some uh, Bible study, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, services, you know, from TD Jakes to Pastor Dollar to, um, to other ministers that I, you know, that I, uh, listen to often or whatever, or I just, you know, get in my, my own thing, my crafting and stuff like that or whatever. I find something that is positive that, you know, that feeds joy in my life. I try to stay away from the negative as much as I possibly can, because I can't deal with that. I can't deal with that. 
You know what I'm saying? And I thank God for my daughters where they come and they put a smile on my face and they keep me grounded. They keep me going. They keep me laughing and all those things. And it brings out the best in me. You know, they do. They bring out the the craziness in me, the joyful out of me, the humor side of me, you know, the, the big kid out of me, you know, and that's how you start creating positive memories and you don't dwell on the issues that's causing a lot of strain and issues, uh, you know, uh, problems in your life. You know, when you have joy and peace like that in your life, that's like medicine to your soul. Laughter is like medicine to your soul, right? And you got to be around people that will put a smile on your face. That is so, so important, right? So we're going to close with a prayer, guys. And uh, thank you so much for those of you who are listening. I do appreciate you. I really, really do. Yes, I do. (laughs) Those of you who are probably listening to me for the first time, thank you so much for coming on here. I hope that this has been a very encouraging word for you. And if you want to continue to hear more, definitely go ahead to subscribe, 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 okay? (laughs) And share this uh, podcast out to some of your friends who also are um a supporter of podcasts as well okay um and on 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 um as far as with support too uh definitely I do have my cash app but those of you if you want to uh donate or whatever um my cash app is dollar sign Tawanta that's T W O N T A go ahead and be a blessing if you want to I I appreciate you guys in advance for going ahead because I know I had some people uh, that has asked about how can I support your podcast and and all those things and whatnot and so and I always forget to do that but it came to my memory so I'm obeying my I'm I'm obeying the spirit obeying the spirit and I'm just gonna let it out there so any of you who are you know have that um, that nudge and you want to do that that's my cash up information um, dollar sign T W O N T A that is the information to go ahead and um, donate and support. Again, we want to say thank you so much for coming on tonight until the next time. So Father God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for this fellowship. Thank you for this platform. I pray that uh, what was being said tonight that it really came on time for those who are listening right now, because God, you know, your children, you know, that they are going through a lot right now. There's a lot that are carrying the weight of this world and they are trying to figure things out on their own. But for some, they realize they cannot do it and they need you. They need your help. Some are still believing that, you know, the things that they have done, you know, they believe that, you know, that, you know, that you don't care or that you don't love them or whatever. And that is so far from the truth. It doesn't matter how big or how small the situation or the sin is that you don't see them the way the world does and that you have great plans in store for their life. All we need to do is just trust and believe that you will work things out. All is well. We walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, O Lord, to not walk by the sight, our senses, our sense uh, mechanism, help us to walk by faith according to your word and not to worry about anything, right? But to give you praise all day and every day. And just thank you for the small stuff. Thank you for the small stuff. Thank you for what you're going to do, what you are doing right now. Thank you for coverage. Thank you for protection. Thank you for healing, not just the physical healing, but also our emotional healing, our hearts and our mindset. Help us not to lean on our own understanding anymore. Help us, oh God, to seek your kingdom first and your righteousness. And all the things that we ask, you know, it will come to pass for us. Help us, oh Lord, to realize that you have already ordered 
ordered our steps and that we need to go ahead and follow you and trust you 100% that you got us, that you got us covered. And what you have for us is absolutely amazing. (laughs) And we thank you for that, oh God. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.